Are you accepting it? No, of course no. not. Rubbish. The government is not accepting it. Welcome to Two Grumpy Hacks, the podcast. I'm Malcolm Farr, and of course, we're with Dennis Atkins. And this is the year of the fire hose of falsehood. Hello and welcome. This is number 39, if I'm right. Um, Two Grumpy Hacks podcast for this year. Dennis, I was in Sydney and I saw the march, the protest march through the CBD last Saturday. Uh, I'm still not sure exactly what was being protested against. It was a, a myriad of chants and generally about freedom. And, uh, uh, and there, was, there was one woman had a placard said she, she considered the New World Order to be Satan's maggots. I, I, I'm not sure she actually believed that. I think she just uh, wanted to you know, be one of those people who say, look at me, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sillier than everyone else. Um, but what gets me is that Scott Morrison hasn't really addressed what these people are doing, even those who have advocated the assassination of a premier. Is it a case that a prime minister who stands for nothing will eventually support anything if he thinks it will suit him politically? Is, is, it, is, it, is it fair to say that about Scott Morrison? Well, I, yes. Well, it's, it's fair to say almost anything about Scott Morrison because, <laughs> because, because he, he leaves himself open to... Uh, just about any charge by by being uh, so um, at one time uh, shallow, uh, duplicitous, um, uh, need I go on? No, look, um, uh, you know, Scott Morrison, uh, you know, he, he has a natural in- inclination towards these people. He, he is a bit of a freedom-loving guy. You know, he, he, he has always said that he, he uh, you know, stands for... You know the 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 right of politics. He always stands for, um, you know, uh, freedom you know, and the Liberal Party ethos and so on and so forth. So you know, all the way through this pandemic, even when others were pushing for regulation, he was you know in one way or another pushing against it. Now that didn't stop him from actually imposing. Uh, you know, quite onerous restrictions um, and obligations on the population. He shut the borders. He, he banned all sorts of things. You know, he even banned things he didn't know what he was banning. You know, who can ever <laughs> forget him? Who can ever ever forget him banning uh, bar bar a classes, even though he, he didn't know what they were and he didn't know how to pronounce the word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm still not sure exactly what they are. But anyway, so you know, however, through through all this. You know, he has wanted, uh, you know, life to not change too much, to snap back, as he once said, uh, and he likes the idea of freedom. And now he finds that he's got a political imperative coming at him, and you saw part of it on the streets of Sydney, and that is uh, Clive Palmer and, and Craig Kelly's United Australia Party uh, they are there. They are quite a force. I, I think that they are going to poll well uh, in the Senate in uh, at least a, a few states um, uh, here in Queensland, probably in New South Wales, possibly elsewhere. 
Uh, and and I think that the Prime Minister is a bit nervous about that. Uh, he, he, he sees them as a threat to his side of politics. Uh, and, um, you know, he, he is, you know, sort of uh, doing a bit of virtue signalling towards them. I, I think there might be a bit more of said signalling. Uh, he himself apparently is going to uh, uh, introduce the anti-discrimination legislation. Um, uh, the good and great David Crow of uh, the Sydney Morning Herald had reported this today, today being Tuesday. Um, and one can imagine that he will milk that one for all it's worth. Uh, but it's interesting to see his approach, well, not interesting, it's rather nauseating to see his approach on the, the uh, mandatory vaccinations uh, he's a guy who who wanted such uh, mandates. When he saw this was unpopular, he uh, he tried to find reverse, crunched the political gears no end, then blamed the states for being uh, heavy-handed in the uh, mandatory uh, department. Um, he 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 just did it all over the shop, and in the meantime, five of his uh, senators voted with one nation of all parties uh, for a failed uh, piece of legislation to uh, overturn uh, vaccinations in various areas. And it was interesting that three of the five were uh, from the class of uh, 2019. They came in when Scott Morrison was confirmed as Prime Minister. Um, uh, one from... Uh, one from uh, Queensland, your very good friend, uh, Jared uh, Rennick. Uh, one from South Australia, Alex Antic. And um, the uh, woman from the former vet from the Northern Territory, Sam McMahon. Um, so that's an indication of the pressure on the Prime mm. Minister. Suddenly, toss everything in the air and say, no, no, really, I'm, I'm against mandatory vaccinations. I think they're just dreadful. He, he's sort of susceptible to pressure, isn't he? He is a bit susceptible to pressure, but I mean, one of the interesting things about that that motion that the five uh, coalition senators uh, voted in favour of, uh, supporting uh, the one nation mover and seconder who uh, did it uh, remotely and, and therefore couldn't vote on it. Uh, one of the interesting things about how that came about in terms of being... Uh, debated in the Senate was that Pauline Hanson went and saw or spoke to the Prime Minister, I should say, she didn't go and see him. She spoke to the Prime Minister last week and said, will you allow me to move this? And he said, of course I will. Uh, so that happened on Monday. On Tuesday, today, uh, the uh, Labor Party and other members of the crossbench tried to get a motion up demanding a integrity commission, which one might say was a bit more... Uh, important than what these One Nation uh, and, um, you know, sort of off to the side coalition senators were talking about. And they got voted down by the government and One Nation. Uh, extraordinary. I just think, yeah. you know, sort of, it shows the priorities and it shows, uh, you know, what you've got to do to um, get this guy's attention. You've got to be Pauline Hanson and you've got to snap your fingers. Yeah, now, and now I hate to say this, but I think uh, you know, in, in the ghastly, her normal ghastly way, she's played this very cleverly. Uh, she did, as, as you say, but also as soon as 
the vote knocked down her legislation despite the five um, crossing. Uh, One Nation sent out appeals for funds. Yes. And uh, that that was very... So it it illuminated what this was all about. Uh, it, It wasn't a serious committed attempt to stop the mandatory vaccination. It was a, an attempt to get more dough for Auntie Pauline and her idiot uh, offsiders such as uh, Malcolm Roberts um, for their campaigns. And, and it, it, it probably uh, will work. Um, yeah. as, as I say, I saw lots of the idiots marching through Sydney and they might cough up a few more dollars. Labor has been addressing the character issue uh, with Scott Morrison over the last couple of times. It, is that going to work? I know we've talked about this before, but um, it, it, it does work in as much as he always stuffs up his answers. And uh, there are some things he simply cannot deny, such as a question today about why he said his invitation to get that Brian Houston. Uh, um, the, uh, the the pastor mate of his into the White House for dinner. He said that was just gossip. Um, well, it wasn't. It was fact. Uh, he denied it at the time and six months later corrected the record. Six months later corrected the record. He Today he seemed to think that was a perfectly normal uh, approach to things. Look, he does lie, but is the character issue going to stay... Uh, uh, stay live over Christmas and, and into the election campaign? Well, I think it is. I mean, you know, sort of, um, uh, you know, I, I wrote in, in a column a couple of months ago that, that um, both of the major parties and also some uh, people who are doing uh, opinion surveys, uh, focus groups for, for business groups, uh, were getting back the same message. And that, and that was that, almost top of the pops in terms of um, top, you know, top of the head responses when Scott Morrison's name is mentioned was something uh, that uh, was either either bullshitter or something related to bullshitter, <laughs> liar, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we saw Tony Micklemore, the, the uh, pollster on television on Monday night, saying exactly the same. He, he says that, that pollsters are hearing it whenever they have a, a focus group, um, you know, and people talk about Scott Morrison, they say, look, he's just a liar. Now, that's, that's a terrible reputation to have. Um, it, it's a bit different to all politicians are liars. That's, you know, sort of goes without saying almost. But if people say you and they name you are a liar, then that is a, a, a charge that sticks and people will mark you down because of it. And I think they'll mark Scott Morrison down because of it. You know, the, the thing is, if you look at the polls that we've seen over the last few weeks on trustworthiness, on likability, Scott Morrison is being marked down uh, more and more by the voters. And those are very, very important uh, characteristics for a politician going into an election. If people don't trust you, if people don't like you, uh, then they'll think twice about voting for you. And I I think that that's why we're seeing this sort of erratic behaviour by the Prime Minister. And when he's being sort of, um, you know, attacked by both sides, he's got Labor on one side coming at him hard, and they are 
sort of upping the uh, you know the, the the volume of their attacks. And then on the other side, he's got this sort of range of um, uh, crazies, sort of you know from uh, Campbell Newman to Clive Palmer to uh, Pauline Hanson, you know, sort of um, coming at him and 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 eating away at his right flank. He, he he's a bit you know, what the hell, how do I get out of this? You know, and I don't think he knows. And that's why I think he's sort of, he's panicking uh, and he's a bit ratty. Yes. And I think it's important to note that the 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 quality of trust has a direct impact on uh, the, the appraisal of a prime minister's leadership. I mean, you, you can't say that someone's a, a very good leader if you, if you don't know whether they're telling the truth or not, or whether they know what they are doing. And mm -hmm. I think trust is a declining uh, element in in the Morrison profile at the moment. He is being you know, belted from his own side. Uh, but, but good old George Christensen said he might cross the floor. I mean, he said that about 50 times, I think, uh, yeah. without once doing it. Um, uh, uh, Jackie Lambie, to her credit, said it was all, it was, it was all hot air. Uh, Christensen and the others out, uh, um, but uh, the, just the, even the threat uh, is very unsettling uh, for this prime minister. Look, the the, the loonies that uh, march around, uh, and particularly particularly those who um, who uh, erect nooses. I mean, they're, they're they're not representative of all the people I would assume. Israelis, uh, but gee whiz, they're a horrible slice of them. Um, that we, we know of a chap who would have stood up to them, and in fact, he was from the uh, from the right of politics uh, and had a wonderful election slogan once. He might not be pretty, but he's pretty effective. You know of whom I speak. I do. That's the uh, former senator from Queensland, Ron Boswell, who's a good friend of mine. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm proud to say that he and I. Uh, shared some of the scariest plane rides I've, I've ever been on, uh, travelling around the the thunderstorm skies of, um, of the central west of, of Queensland. And if you've ever tried to land a little sort of uh, single prop uh, plane into Biloela with uh, a thunderstorm chasing you down to the ground, uh, and um, uh, and Ronnie uh, laughing all the way, it's, uh, it's, it's great fun. But uh, no, look, uh, in 2001, uh, after the 1998 near-death experience with One Nation uh, that John Howard had, and, and also that uh, uh, the state uh, coalition here were voted out of office because of the One Nation vote, uh, uh, and... Ron Boswell had one piece of advice for John Howard in 2001. He said, you've got to stand up to them. You've got to take them on. The road to the road of appeasement is a, is a highway to hell. Uh, and he was right. He did take them on. Uh, and uh, the coalition sort of not only won the seats, uh, uh, the seat uh, of um, Blair, I think it was, it ended up being um, back from Pauline Hanson, uh, but they also pushed her away in the Senate, uh, so uh, her, her side away in the Senate. So, you know, um, I think that uh, Ron Boswell, was his advice was right then, and uh, it would, uh, uh, you know, Scott Morrison should uh, perhaps talk to Ron Boswell or, or someone who was there at the time and uh, learn a bit from it. Come back, Bozzy, you are needed. Look, 
again, we've referred to this before, but uh, there was a poll in the nine newspapers, the Age and the Sydney Morning Herald, um, was it Resolve poll? Mm. Again, it showed that whilst the Prime Minister's rating on personal matters was in decline, there was no commensurate uh, increase in the appreciation of uh, Labor leader Anthony Albanese. W will there ever be a, a synchronicity here? Will, will it um, that Scott Morrison's um, uh, actions uh, cause so much um, disdain that um, that uh, Anthony Albanese um, could win an election simply because he isn't Scott Morrison? Well, that is possible, and and you know there there are examples in in uh, Australian political history where uh, an opposition leader uh, has. Um, been very unpopular, and and they usually are unpopular because they do a lot of complaining and whinging and criticising, and and that you know the the public usually reacts against that. Uh, quite often, they their 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 appeal might go up just before an election when the choice becomes sharp, and people say, okay, well I've got to sort of go one side or the other of this question. Um, or they might, and I remember one famous one was uh, the South Australian Labor leader, Mike Rann, who, who as opposition leader was incredibly unpopular right up until polling day. He smashed the, the election. He beat, um, I think it was Dean Brown was the premier, uh, the Liberal premier at the time. Uh, and then almost overnight, his ratings went through the roof. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I remember I talked to him about it afterwards and he says, look, he said, opposition leaders lose pain all the time. Uh, but if you win, you can avoid, you, you can afford as much pain as you want. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good one. Good one. All right. Um, next week will be the final sitting week of Parliament. And I don't think the sitting days are going to get any neater as uh, Labor keeps going for the character and leadership uh, jugular of the Prime Minister. Um, but for this episode of the podcast, we will now leave it to um, Ace producer Natasha McFarlane to wave her magic dust over it and turn it into a consumable uh, product. And we'll come back uh, and see you next week. In the meantime, it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from sunny Queensland. <laughs>